Oh, what fresh hell is this? This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Down here, I'd settle for uh, one day where it actually didn't rain. You're getting a lot of rain, huh? It's rained every day for the past five days and there's a chance of rain every day for the next seven days so maybe just you guys like, are just overdue yeah whatever maybe <laughs> hey at least the lakes are full true yeah yeah we're That's definitely good. not uh definitely not in drought season right now no if there's any consolation to it get my little agenda machine here in front of me all right, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Cigar Tipsters podcast. It is May the 22nd, as we sit here recording this. Uh, Junior, with you, not smoking tonight. Uh, thank you, allergies, for the gift that you bring me every year. <laughs> uh, and, of course, we have uh, our resident Northern Light himself, Ben, is with us. Good evening, ladies and germs. Uh, smoking or pre-smoked anything on your side? Me? Yeah. Yes. Uh, the other day, I'm glad you brought this up. I tried something different. It was the Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata. Uh, this cigar was launched in 2016, and it was the modified version of the original Avo Synchro Nicaragua uh, box press, which you guys may be familiar with. Um, so this particular cigar... Is has an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a Mexican San Andreas binder, and filler from Nicaragua and the Dominican Republic. It is rolled at the Davidoff factory in the Dominican Republic, and the Vitola that I had was the 4.5 by 52 short torpedo. Uh, this one uh, came in with some changes from the previous Nicaragua's uh, synchro line. The wrapper on the short torpedo, as I said, is an Ecuadorian Habando, Habano, whereas the previous was the Ecuadorian Connecticut. Uh, the Mexican San Andreas binder replaced the Dominican binder on the first release. And in terms of the filler, this new Fogata line um, has some more Lijero and Viso leaves from around the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua versus uh, the big brother was Peruvian and Nicaraguan. Um, so this one it was trying to add a little more boldness and a little more complexity. So if you guys have a second, I would like to read to you my review and my experience with this smoke. Okay, I'll take that as a yes. Uh, so we sit have- here with bated breath. Yay! Uh, I'll, I'll try to keep this brief. So, uh, the one, like I said, the one I had was a short torpedo. I tasted the cold draw, uh, brought in notes of raisin and wood and some sweet earthness in there. So, on the first puff, uh, it became, uh, you could immediately tell the flavor. It didn't have to really warm up to get the flavors off of it, which was a good sign. Uh, the draw was really, was really good. It was kind of medium-bodied medium to full compared to who you are uh, with hints of white pepper and bread. The retro hail was clean, but it had a medium finish in flavor. The burn is razor sharp 
and consistent with the Avo uh, construction profile. This cigar hints at imitating the Davidoff Escurio Robusto, uh, but it's not quite as refined and the finish was a little bit longer on the Davidoff. Um, around the halfway point, the spice and the earth toned down just a little bit. Um, and then as I got to the halfway point, I was taking the wrappers off and unfortunately they put too much glue on the wrapper and it kind of damaged uh, the wrapper of the cigar. So, um, that was one little hiccup that had happened. Um, I also noticed at the halfway point closer to the last third, the finish became shorter and started giving off tones of ammonia and pencil lead. So, and then about that point I started, yeah, I started dropping the cigar and yeah, that's, I mean, I suppose, I mean, I don't know how much lead I've eaten as a kid, but if I did, that's, (laughs) that's what it would taste. Um, overall, I think the cigar shows great aging potential. So if you bought a box of these cigars and I would recommend letting them sit in the humidor for around a few months, maybe four or five, four to six months, I think would give it a really mellow out some of that ammonia aftertaste. Um, so that's pretty much it. That's what I had. Do you think Just out of curiosity, did you get uh, too soon? And go. <laughs> We're both <laughs> you talking at the same time. What's go the ahead, question? Ben, ben, do you think they rushed it to market a little too soon? It's how it feels because like the first half seemed to do just fine, but for whatever reason, I think it was, it's about halfway done (laughs) with its aging. So it came across like it was just slightly premature, but it has amazing potential. So if they would age it for just those few months or, or if you did it yourself, I really think it, it, I I think it'd be really clean and really a a little bit smoother. So yes, I would agree with that. Now this, this is interesting because, you know, uh, we've, We've talked about this in the past, about how many manufacturers are, it it seems as if they're uh, rushing a lot of product to market. And, you know, the comments that I'm getting, you know, as I've said before, is like, wow, this would really be great six months from now. This would be great a year year from now. And, And I'll tell you, quite honestly, when... A lot of times when I buy brand new released cigars, I don't smoke them immediately. I, I do put them away for and let them age some because I, I know they're doing this. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, sometimes, it, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Sometimes like with new release stuff, a lot of times I'll buy somewhere between two and four of them, you know, one or two to smoke then and one or two to play around with in the aging humidor, uh, just because I find that to be kind of an interesting way of seeing what flavors and notes really do develop over time. And Ben, I'll tell you, that's, that's a bummer with the, the label. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't what I was expecting because I know they do impeccable construction. So I don't know if maybe I got a fluke because that's been the only one that I've had so far. But it was on both, uh, both the band. There was the primary band and then the secondary. And it was a little too much glue on both. And when you try to peel 
the uh, the primary band off, and you have to like start ripping it off. You know, and it does that weird slight angle rip because it's it never goes straight up. Um, and if it grabs some of the wrapper of the cigar, it just it just it hurts because you're like oh because you might be really enjoying it like I was. I'm like oh that's that's a detail they could have you know I don't know. But you know I, I, I take my labels and. Uh, you know, they go into a book and I put my notes in it. And I know it's really annoying to me when I can't get a label off. Well, and yeah. I, I, I tell you, one of the things there are, for those of us that want to get the labels off cleanly, you know, just the warmth of your fingers, if you'll smoke the cigar uh, holding it by the band and kind of roll it back and forth between your, you know, thumb and forefinger. A lot of times we'll loosen it up and give it enough heat. And as you're smoking it, as you get close to the band, you know, that, that uh, glue that they use, which is a vegetable glue should let go. And if you're still, you know, trying to grab it with a fingernail and it's still not working for you a lot of times what i'll do is give it a squeeze and try to turn the whole cigar while holding the label and see if it releases and then i'll pull the label off um not, not pull the label off but pull the whole band off the end of the cigar yeah if you can because sometimes as you're pulling it up off of the cigar sometimes it catches some part of the wrapper and it it peels it like a tuna can i've had that happen a couple of times where and it and it rips it but i mean it doesn't take too much glue to keep these bands on i would rather the label come off prematurely than where it's so tight where you can't get it off because if some cigar labels are getting bigger and bigger and they're very ornate in their design and a lot of people like myself collect these bands and we like them to be in as whole and intact as possible people use it to make works of art they use it to make certain furniture they use it as mementos whatever and it's it's it is a shame when you're trying to take that label off and you have to rip it and because it just it's such a, a beautiful piece of art that you want to salvage it and and you can't because they put just too strong or too much of that vegetable glue and if you um, enjoy hearing Ben's unique take on things, be sure to take a look at the blog on our front page of Cigar. <coughs> Excuse me. On the front page of CigarTipsters.com. And you'll see uh, Ben is typically very active writing uh, stories and reviews and different things at different times, but definitely got a lot of activity there. So CigarTipsters.com right there on the front of the main page. And at this point, we'll turn it over to uh, our resident savant and see what he's got in store for us tonight. Well, I've been smoking the Romeo by Romeo and Julieta uh, from Altadas. Now, the Romeo is a line extension from Romeo and Julieta, which is a cigar from Altadas, USA, as I said. And I want to give you a little bit of a background on this. In Cuba in 1875, the Romeo and Julieta brand appeared on the market and for generations, the cigar aficionados have been passionate and have 
revered the brand for its excellence. As a matter of fact, Sir Winston Churchill was perhaps the brand's most famous devotee. The flagship Vitola of the brand is named in his honor, which is a long seven inch by 47 ring gauge cigar known as the Churchill. After the Cuban revolution and the subsequent nationalization of the tobacco industry, the brand was actually moved to La Roma in the Dominican Republic where production of the Romeo and Julieta cigar for the American market continues today under the direction of Alpatas and has long been a staple in the portfolio of the giant's industry of cigars. But even though the brand has grown to 10 different blends uh, of varying strength, the brand has always been associated with milder strength, taste, and flavor. Now, introduced in 2012 at a TAA meeting, which is the uh, Association of uh, Tobacco Association of America, uh, it was released in April of 2012. The Romeo by Romeo and Julieta blend was an addition to Altadis' USA existing Romeo and Julieta brand featuring a different wrapper and a new stronger, bolder, and fuller-bodied blend compared to the normal Romeo and Julieta line and made for the uh, modern expanded tastes of today's cigar smokers. And that's what they're saying. Now, the construction. According to Altadis, Romeo is made with the rarest and finest tobaccos, carefully selected and delicately aged, meticulously crafted by a special team of the most accomplished artisans at the famed Tabaclara de Garcia factory in the Dominican Republic. The wrapper is an Ecuadorian Habano, and this is a major departure for the Romeo brand in that traditional non-Cuban Romeos are made with Indonesian wrappers and have a much milder flavor profile. The Romeo with this dark oily leaf of Ecuadorian Habano seed is bolder and stronger. The binder is a Dominican Olor and the filler is a Dominican Piloto and Olar tobacco. The wrapper is dark, oily, and toothy with medium to fine veins, and the head has a perfectly placed triple cap on it. Packaged with very assertive, non-traditional bands in sleek, curved boxes, and definitely not traditional. While there were initially four sizes when it launched, the line has grown to six different regular production Vitolas with ring gauges ranging from 44 on the small side to 60 on the large side. Now, the Romeo started out with a slight resistance in the draw. However, within half an inch, the draw opened to a smooth, easy, and effortless activity producing very rich amounts of meaty smoke for an unforgettable smoking experience. Romeo is a bold and robust cigar, unlike any Romeo and Julieta to come before it. I found it to be medium-bodied to fuller-bodied. Smoke with an ample amount of complexity to keep my interest. 
I noticed the tastes of leather, earth, wood, and the spiciness of black and red pepper. Notes of nuts, chocolate, and molasses, with just a hint of sweet vanilla and impressions of raisins and dried fruit. This is a balanced smoke with elegance and strength. Now, this is a wonderfully complex, fuller-bodied cigar that culminates in just pure pleasure. And no wonder it's received the accolades from Cigar Aficionado Magazine as the number three cigar of the year in 2012. Altadas has been spot on with this line. The cigar would be wonderful after a steak dinner and could really be appreciated by, I think, a more experienced smoker. My cigar tipster tip to you is to buy. That's definitely a buy recommendation. This cigar is really not to be missed. Try the Romeo by Romeo and Julieta after your next steak dinner for a bold and robust finish. Oh, and it's a treat with port and or coffee. Mark? Definitely sounds good. Sounds really good. And if you get curious as to, you know, what we may be smoking uh, throughout the weeks when we're not on the air, you can always check us out on Twitter at Cigar Tipster. Uh, same thing on Instagram where we also post quite a lot of photos of what we're smoking at Cigar Tipster on both of those services where you can keep up with uh, what we've got going on at the time. And <clears throat> something that we've become quite fond of lately is uh, cigars that uh, that we enjoy that don't break the bank. So we continue that trend tonight with another edition of our five under segment. For this particular segment, we bring to you the La Aroma de Cuba Robusto. Uh, this is a really, really good cigar. Uh, of course, La Aroma de Cuba <clears throat> was a 19th century Cuban cigar brand, and now uh, this particular cigar is being handmade in Nicaragua by the Garcia family. Got a nice um, Connecticut broadleaf wrapper with a rich, spicy blend of uh, Nicaraguan tobaccos on the inside. So this thing is a really full-bodied, full-flavored, great smoke. Comes in at about $4.99 at most places, so we're pushing the pushing the five-under limit just a little bit when you start talking about taxes, but... Honestly, for the price, this is a, a cigar that you really can't beat. And really, La Roma de Cuba makes a lot of great cigars, but this $5 stick right here, uh, great flavor, great draw, had no issues with it, uh, would not have any hesitations uh, recommending that you pick that up. And we'll post a link to the this particular cigar on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash cigar tipster and <laughs> right, well, cigar, Mike. yeah really <laughs> edit that part out there uh, <coughs> damn really will have to edit that part out <laughs> okay so with that said we're going to start something new tonight uh this was uh Actually, Alan's original idea, and we pitched it to Ben, and he kind of took off with it. So it's a little segment that uh, we're going to be calling WTF, and we're about to find out what is grinding on Ben's gears this week. Okay. So this is a topic that you probably have seen online. Um, if you've been following websites like Cigar Aficionado and Half Wheel and things like that, 
more and more articles are written about banning smoking in public places. So what I want to tell you is what's grinding my gears about this. Since when exactly did it become a crime to smoke cigars in a public place like a beach or a park or even a sidewalk? For hundreds of years, the general population has smoked cigars in any number of outdoor public venues without anyone falling to the ground like flies. If a private establishment, such as a restaurant or retail shop, wants to ban smoking in their building, that is their prerogative and their business to do as they wish. But now, all of a sudden, the U.S. government is trying to regulate the outdoors? I mean, come on, our economy pollutes our air with tons of toxins from waste treatment facilities and manufacturing, and yet somehow, secondhand cigar smoke is the root cause of respiratory problems in this country this mass epidemic of nuisancy. For example, Florida, California, West Virginia, Indiana, Arizona, just to name a few, have either already implemented or expanded smoking bans on places like university grounds, public parks, beaches, and even sidewalks. And Alaska is trying to ban smoking of any kind at any establishment. This recent dramatic increase in smoking bans is the government's way of trying to put on a facade of protecting our society from harmful smokers, when in reality it's just Big Brother playing bully to the little guys. As adults, we have the right to enjoy a legal product, and how dare the U.S. government tell me or anyone else that I can't use nature as I see fit. Cigar smokers are by and large respectful of other people around, not to offend anyone. All we ask in return is the mutual respect to enjoy our vice in peace. And that is what really grinds my gears. Back to you, Junior. All right. And I, I definitely agree that that's becoming a problem. I've, I've run into it a few times here and there, uh, most notably at a public pool one day. Actually, it was a hotel pool. It wasn't really a public pool. Uh, I'd been out there for 30 or 45 minutes enjoying my cigar when these two somewhat elderly smoke Nazis decided to make their presence known. Uh, from the other side of the pool, they're, they're griping and complaining about how my smoke is bothering them so bad and, and how it smells so horrible and how apparently this is magic smoke because there was no wind that day. So how exactly it was traversing that 30 or 40 feet, I don't know. But I think people are geared and they are mentally they're mentally conditioned by the media to say that if you are around a smoker, that that person is evil and they are out to kill you and they're going to get your children and everybody's going to get emphysema. And it's just a big scare when it's, it's just, it's a lie. It's not correct. There is no evidence from either FDA or non FDA associations that prove that people standing outside enjoying a cigar at a beach is going to cause influenza a block down the beach to this child. It doesn't add up. And now all of a sudden, all of these states and cities are getting on the band right. Oh, well, if they're banning smoking, maybe I should do it too. And you think, why? It's not been a problem since the what early 17th century or late 17th century. All of a sudden, now that there's this cigar smoking is just causing this huge problem. I just don't understand, JR. Junior. I just don't understand. Sorry. I have a friend in general. Well, I think it comes down to 
is that you're enjoying yourself and they're not. So they should join in. I'll buy them smokes if they want. (laughs) Yeah, I think there is a certain amount of just uh, having to get chased down by the fun police uh, as much as anything. Well, let me ask you guys this. In your opinion, since I'm, I'm sort of pigeonholing this topic to be strictly for cigars, when I think they're trying to cut back on cigarettes, and I think cigars are just catching the crossfire from that but i have a feeling that that's who they're probably targeting do you think that's a a large part of it but you know we had an incident here in in atlanta where we used to go to a sports bar on friday nights and they they had a band and we'd go in and we'd have a beer and we'd have a cigar and Everybody in there was smoking cigarettes and cigars and, you know, having a beer and enjoying the music. And we went in there and lit up our cigars. And the next thing we know, we're told that there's no more cigar smoking allowed. And we look around. It's like, wait a minute. Everybody's got a cigarette in their mouth. Uh, What's the problem? Well, we're getting complaints from the cigarette smokers that your cigars are uh, bothering them so it it gets ridiculous (laughs) so your smoke is interfering with their smoke (laughs) yeah and and you know this is this is why uh you know we all typically are smoking you know on our own porches our own decks our own backyards or in cigar shops or cigar bars it's like the only place we can go anymore yeah yeah i am honestly i'm amazed where where you live alan that as chintzy as some of your neighbors are that you haven't had complaints from smoking on your own property uh i can't wait for that i think they know better yeah that's not gonna go and you know there are uh you know, apartment communities, you know, in the metro Atlanta area that have gone smoke-free. You know, you can't smoke in your apartment, you can't smoke on your deck, and you can't smoke on the property. And you sign uh, a document that you're not going to do that, and if you do, you're going to be looking for a new place to live. Mm -hmm. Ben, you're in a a smoke-free community, aren't you? Oh, God, don't no. I know it. The only place I can smoke anywhere around me is there's a cigar shop, but they're just a retail shop. There's no lounge there. I have to go to a dog park and walk my dog. That's the only place. And, and even there, it's the sign says no smoking. So I just kind of keep to myself and away from people. And for the most part, everybody leaves me alone about it. I try not to go near the families in like the pen everybody can smell it so i try to go away but i you know if it's bad weather or middle of the night or whatever i can't obviously do anything about it so i'm subjective to the earth elements they actually leave you alone because you're not actually walking a dog it's just a leash that's sort of hanging there (laughs) so they (laughs) They don't you're insane (laughs) like we're just gonna leave that guy smoking your car and just drive around i could yeah I, I mean, I, I, yeah, 
who knows? Actually, honestly, uh, the way my schedule's been lately, that's where most of my smoking happens is uh, usually on the commute home. Uh, I'll have a cigar. That's a, lately the only time I've been able to get one. Yeah, it's just it's it's just a crying shame that all these, you know, I mean, there should be more convenience if they don't want cigar smokers. So what I think is if you don't want me smoking out in, quote, public, then provide me private places to enjoy. Give permits to establishments who allow who want to allow it there and attract those customers. And then I don't have to worry about smoking outside wafting cumulonimbus clouds of of arrogance, you know, around people, um, you know, but they, you can't smoke in a private place. You can't smoke outside. I'm like, what the hell do you want from me? You know? Yeah, definitely a, definitely a topic that's getting out of hand and we'll, uh, I'm sure speak about that on future shows, uh, as the problem either gets worse or better, hopefully better, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, and we'll start to winding it down tonight with something that we're going to start calling the tip of the week. And this particular tip uh, is actually something that, that I've used a lot. Uh, I know I've seen Alan use it before. Um, but sometimes, <clears throat> whether it's a, a cigar event, a tweet up, uh, an IPCPR type event, whatever the case may be, sometimes we are lucky enough to wind up with fairly large amount of cigars and I have probably humidor capacity for about eh, maybe a hundred if I you know kind of pack them in there more than they need to pack more than they need to be packed in there but <coughs> one thing uh, that we found kind of in the cigar world is the the world of cooladors and tubadors which which are both good but let's just say Oh, your Tupperware is small. You never really had a cooler. Don't need a reason to have one. You can do about as effective with just a really heavy-duty Ziploc bag and a Bovita pack. And this is something that I've done. Something that uh, big events like TweetUp used to do. You'd get a big bag at the beginning actually provided by Bovita. And it would provide nice, safe, humidified storage for those cigars for you know, six, eight months, even longer if you want to trade out the Bovita pack. So if you're in a situation where you've got a lot of cigars and you need a little bit of extra storage, get you some heavy-duty bags, some Bovita packs, and load them up. I do it. I've seen Alan do it. So that's our tip of the week. Just uh, maximize what you got uh, and get those cigars stored properly. Good call. That's good advice. Or you yeah. we just go out and Buy another humidor. True. I know. Uh, yeah, always junior. that option, but I'm cheap. So. <laughs> you juniors, stop being cheap, man. Five, five under. The humidor. Five under was was my whole idea. So. <laughs> or convince your convince your dad to buy you one. Well, he has extra. I could just take one. That sounds more of what you would. That sounds more like your line of thinking. <laughs> he has it, and I want it, so I'm going to take it. Well, I mean, he, he's not home most of the time. His yeah, you see? Is, you see? It's coming already. His stuff is just sitting there. It's not being used. <laughs> if anything, I am providing a service by not letting this stuff go to waste. So there you go. You're justifying it as we speak. That's how you do it. <laughs> 
And yeah, a lot of times, you know, I feel like his cigars have an expiration date on them. So, an expiration sometimes, date. Sometimes you have to help out. I you don't think. To... I'm not. <laughs> I don't think they have an expiration date. They do when you write one on there. <laughs> Just take a little sharpie or something. And says, oh, it looks like it's expired. It expires in an hour. Gotta grab it. Gotta take care of it. No waste. No waste for the weary. No waste. I think that's uh, actually no rest for the weary, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Any other... Topics, arguments. I'm done with my rant. All right, his rant you is did finished. A very good job, Ben. Yeah, thank you. That's something. Have you truthfully... given any thought to what the next one is going to be about? Uh, not yet, but I am on the hunt. And once I find a topic, I write it out, and that's how I keep all my thoughts in order. So I'm going to find something. I'll keep searching. Yeah, basically, to kind of make the agenda a little bit smoother, let everybody kind of get involved a little bit more. Like, you know, Alan has his Cigar Savant segment. You're going to have your WTF segment or whatever we end up naming it in the end. Yep. Um, I'm working on a bumper for it, which this was kind of Alan's thought, too, where we could find every every. WTF thing that I can come up with that doesn't actually say the word fuck. Uh, yep. And, and kind of mix mash them together. Or still some of that Peter Griffin grinds my gear stuff. But that yeah. That's going to work. You got to have that in there. Like that's, if you don't give credit to Peter Griffin for that segment, I, I you might get sued. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to want royalties from that because I did not coin that. But yeah, we'll have those segments kind of like every single show, and then it's it's not so much about me trying to throw six articles together at the last. What second. if it was? What if we did uh, a segment of buy, not buy, or buy and age? So once we do a cigar review, we can put it in one of the categories on what we think is, you know, based on our experience, something we should buy a box of, not buy a box of, or box and age. I think those are the only three options that are out there. Yeah, that's not too bad. And I, I think even that way you could get away with the not buy part because you're not really you're not really taking a shit on it. You're just saying, yeah, not really. Based on my experience, is it worth the price for a box? Some cigars are like that Synchro Fogata. I would buy a box and I would let it sit for six months and I think it would be outstanding. It'd be a remarkable smoke. Just that little extra. Um, but there are some cigars that you buy and it's like, ah, it was a good, I might have it once in a while, but keeping a fresh box all the time, you know, it, it just depends. Yeah. Is it box worthy? Yeah. Yep. It's always a good thing to know. It now, sounded it's like that. that uh, each yeah. and every one of us has a different taste. And I may love a cigar, and you may not like it so much. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why there's so many out there. And if you think about it, it's, it's, although you've just said it's very difficult to be a cigar smoker, it still is a great time to be a cigar smoker because we have so many choices and 
so many options. There is a lot of choices, more and more now. Yeah, we are not. Uh, thankfully, the one thing we're not hurting for is options. No, we've got tons. In fact, it's arguably could be maybe too much. I mean, it's almost as if, like Alan was saying earlier, where if they're trying to pump out so many lines, I think maybe to try to get as much out there before the FDA makes things worse or something. I don't. I don't know, but you know, uh, just I guess they're not putting as much time in aging stuff before they release it. They're trying to make new lines faster and maybe it's their way of telling us well if you want to age it you know that's up to you but if there's enough business to sell it as it sits then you know bring money in early um i think it could definitely be overwhelming to new smokers but i think for us we can sort of weed through it easy enough but yeah yeah, if, if i were if this were five years ago, yeah, I'd be like, uh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, there's a ton of choices, and uh, but I think I mean every time I walk into a cigar shop, I'm always looking for what's new. And and do you always find what's new? At least uh, one or two a things. A lot of times, and also remember, a, a lot of times you can only buy what a shop has. So if a shop isn't into batiks and, you know, they, they're into the uh, standards, that's all you can buy. If it's a shop that carries a lot of boutiques, you get lucky. And it's, it's an adventure. You know, you, you, wow, I haven't seen that before. And, oh, this is new on the market. Let me, let me give it a shot. Or, oh, I saw this in uh, Cigar Snob Magazine. I've been wanting to try it. Let me give it a shot. But then again, when I buy them, I usually do sit on them for a little while because I don't want to smoke a green cigar. True. I, think, I don't I think want just, yeah. what happened to you to happen to me. I think that's very – I think it's always recommended if you can buy maybe one or two boxes. So if you want to smoke the first box – you know, maybe once every week or two weeks or something. And by the time you get to that six-month mark, then smoke those. I think you will notice more often than not that little more refined sort of uh, the flavors sort of married together. It, it gets rid of that extra ammonia that sometimes, you know, build up if it's released too prematurely. Uh, it just sort of gives it time to rest and come together in its own. Um, so I, I always recommend aging if if you can well you know one of the trends that's gaining ground out there is for cigar shops to have a special section in their humidor or or even a a totally different humidor for very well aged cigars and you know what they're doing is they're they're picking a cigar, let's say like that, that Avo that you've smoked, and they're saying, this is a great cigar. Can you imagine how this is going to be five years from now? You know, and they'll maybe buy uh, 20, 30 boxes and store them for those five years and then bring them out as super aged or, you know, super boxed aged cigars. 
So they're doing it at the store level. But, you know, it would be like very aged wine. So instead of... So they're withholding it and they're putting that three or four year buffer between releasing them and then they can put an upcharge and say, hey, this has been aged for three years. You know, the newer one is this, but the aged one is this because of the time. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And again, it's not something like you, you wouldn't do that with a, you know, let's say like a brick house. Okay? Yeah. But you might do it with, uh, let's say, a Liga Pravada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You get a Redzilla or a Liga 9 or something and let that sit for a while. Whew. That'd be something else. And I think if you know which cigars have aging potential, those are the ones that you can store if you if you know what to look for. You know. Um, but I, I don't think that's not such a bad idea. You know, it's kind of smart, I guess. I mean, it gives a chance. I think, I think what that probably does for me. Front and they've got to have the room, you know, to, to do it and yeah. store it whatever it is they're going to store. But when you do that, though, like for me, in my personal experience, that aged cigar profile, like one of the ones I had, it was an aged Davidoff that had been sitting in the humidor for God knows how long. Um, And it was like so creamy and smooth. And it was it was so vastly different and refined compared to you know, a fresh Nicaraguan right off the line where it's got that black pepper and that, you know, it's very strong taste to it. Um, it's such a different profile that to me is like, that's, that's what I search for. That's the profile to me when it's, when it's like mouthwateringly good, you know, it doesn't dry your mouth out. It's like, it, it actually, you crave for it more. That's, that to me is, a, is the sign of a really well aged cigar. And it, it's rare to come across that. So if some shops can store them for a couple of years, I mean, hell, even a year, maybe two, a lot of times is plenty, and then taste it then, I think that would draw in customers to say, this is why, this is what the potential of cigar flavors should be like, or could be like. And I, just, I think it opens up the world to people, like, oh, this is what you know cigar smoking could be, because it's just... It's just different. It's better. So, anyway. Well said. Yeah. Very much so. And we appreciate everybody uh, dropping in and listening with us tonight. Uh, Went on an uploading binge over the past few days, so a couple of new episodes uh, already on the uh, the page there. We'll have this one up uh, sometime this week. And we appreciate you guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. And this has been the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Good night. Good night. Good night.